Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is up, sports fans? My name is Jake Azuski. You can call me Jake Iggy or Iggy for short. And this is Iggy's Sports Talk. So I want to greatly appreciate everybody tuning in to episode 45 of Iggy's Sports Talk. If you have not yet, go over to Spotify and Apple Podcasts and make sure to subscribe and also give me a rating because I would greatly appreciate it. So today on Iggy's Sports Talk, me and my guest, Baseball Through Justin, is going to be talking about the MLB offseason and giving a recap over some of the biggest free agent signings while also giving some of our predictions for the remaining free agents, but also as well just recapping who we think are the most improved and least improved teams after this MLB offseason. So let's listen to Justin and I's conversation right now. What's up, Justin? What's up, man? How's it going? Good. How about yourself? Can't complain. Can't complain? Yeah. I've, I forget. Where Where are you from again? I'm from New York City. New York City? Yeah. Good stuff. Where from? Like, like which part? I'm from Manhattan. Oh, Manhattan? Yeah. Good stuff, yeah. I'm from uh, I'm from northern New Hampshire, so uh, it's it's like 25 degrees here right now. It's so about 13 degrees here upstate. So oh really? It. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, I was fu- funny story. I was I was gonna go skiing actually two days ago, and it was seven degrees on the mountain <laughs> with 35 mile per hour gusts of winds, and I'm like, no, I'm all good. I'm all set. <laughs> That's not happening. I went hiking yesterday at one of the gorges up here. It was cold. It oh, was cold true, and icy. Yeah. That must have been crazy. Yeah, but, it was fun, um, though. I appreciate you coming on and uh, agreeing to talk some baseball with me. Yeah, man, anytime. It's uh, it's been a pretty fun off season so far. Um, what 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 have you really thought of it? I've loved all the trades. Um, I didn't expect yeah. there to be a lot of them, but I feel like teams have been more open this off season because there's not a lot of money right now. Right. Um, the Lindor thing was great. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Arenado trade was fun. True. Um, I just think there's been a lot of interesting trades. Even the Dodgers made two interesting trades uh, last week. Uh, they got rid of Flora, uh, Floro, I think was his name. Mm-hmm. And then Coleric, they got back two young guys from Oakland who I really like. So I think the trades have been fun this offseason. I agree. What's funny compared to this offseason compared to really any other offseason is that there's a lot of teams making some like quality, quality like smart moves. And yeah. and when you when you think about it, like just for example, one just popped in my mind, like Dave DeHall at the at the start of the offseason, one year, three million dollars from the Rangers. Yeah. No, David Dahl is so is so he he never really hit in Colorado like he should have. He could right. definitely hit in Texas. It's another one of those mm-hmm. good ballparks to hit in. Him and Albert Almora, I think, are very similar, but they both hit from different sides of the plate. I think they could both resurrect their careers, just whether they're fourth outfielders or they get to start in the big leagues. I think they still have another chance. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. But I've, I've just been very surprised with, you know, a, a lot of the moves where, you know, teams aren't overspending, which, you know, we expected that yeah. at the same time. You, you know, there's some guys where you have a value in your mind of, you know, that's a 15, 10 million dollar guy. And, you know, there's teams that like pay massive amounts of money, but it's, it seems like, you know, with analytics now, teams are becoming a lot smarter. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, I just think of some of the moves in the past couple of weeks. I mean, Paxton got, what, $8.5 million right. last night. Tanaka couldn't get anything in the big leagues that he wanted. I think he just wanted to be back with New York. But a lot of these guys could get 15 to $20 million, and they're getting mm-hmm. 8 or $9, um, which I think is interesting. A lot of one-year deals. So True. 
I, I, I mean, that, that's very similar to what we saw like last year too. a lot of one year deals. And, and, you know, obviously like when, when COVID hit that that's in at least in a lot of baseball fans minds, at least for myself, I felt really bad for those people because, yeah. you know, a lot of people who thought that with this one year deal, they were going to bolster up their value. Well, you know, the value wasn't really there in the MLB because nobody really had any money. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the one guy who got his who got the deal he deserved was Ozuna. He got his mm -hmm. four year deal, and he's the only yep. guy besides Bauer and uh, Springer who who got those deals that they really wanted. Everyone else settled right. for one or two years. I thought Turner could have gotten three or four, um, but yeah. he he went back to LA. He got his two. I I, th I think that was smartest though for 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 the Dodgers. I I mean I I think I think if you went to a team you know like the Braves or like the Blue Jays who were looking at him as well, you know, a, a team who is trying to you know appeal to somebody who, especially a guy in Justin Turner who loves LA so yeah. much as he does, and especially with like guys like Gavin Lux coming through the system, and you know, who knows if they'll sign back Corey Seager for this next year. Um, but you know, they, they, I was very surprised with how aggressive teams, I guess, were uh, to really go and get a lot of these guys that most teams you don't really see very, who are very aggressive. Yeah, and I love Justin Turner. He's one of the most underappreciated players, and this is, has nothing to do with his play, but I love the way he announced that he was going back last night. I'm not, I'm not sure if you saw that he announced it through a fun video no, on Instagram. He, uh, he had his car back door, oh, he had his car trunk open, and he put a Dodgers bag into it, and he said, time to go back. And that's, that's awesome. It was announced that's that cool. he was going back to LA. But no, I think, to be honest, I think he could he could have gone to any of the thirty teams. I think he's just one of those guys. Mm -hmm. He can play both corner infield positions. He could easily DH in the American League, although he doesn't need to at this point because he can right. still. I think he, he can still pick it at third base. I think any team could have used them. I think I think there are very few teams who who don't need a first or a third baseman right now. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, it, it's it's interesting to see where the shortstop. Uh, sort of market has really gone because you know we saw like Simmons still out there we saw Simeon looking for some big time deals and it's interesting because you also see a guy like Didi got a pretty big deal but especially for guys like Simeon and Simmons it's interesting that they settled for those one-year deals when if you think about it there's going to be a massive influx in shortstops next year with you know Story, Correa, Baez uh, and who, who knows if Lindor will uh, sign an extension with the Mets. I, I won't be surprised, but I was surprised just with, with how the shortstop market really molded itself. Yeah, and to be honest, I, to be honest, I think Simmons is the most underappreciated out of all of them because the guy sure. can pick it with the best of them. He's one of the best defensive shortstops of all time, and if, and if he can hit just a little bit, it makes mm -hmm. it even better. But it's going to be an overly crowded uh, shortstop market next year, which is going to be very fun. Seager, as you said, Story, Gregorio. Well, no, Gregorio signed for two years. So it's not, mm -hmm. I don't think he'll be on there. But Simeon, who I think is going to play second base. I'm not even sure if he's playing shortstop at this point. Uh, but it's, it's tomorrow, next offseason is going to be fun. He just gave me an idea for a post to the top 10 free agents for next offseason. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You let's, might be let's answer that tomorrow. <laughs> there we go. Let's answer one of the questions that, that's in the chat. Uh, all jokes aside, to the, to, will the Yankees uh, get back to the World Series next year? Uh, I, for, for myself, I, I, I know that you're, you're, you're dying for them to be back in the World Series, but just, just for myself, I, I mean, granted, I'm a Red Sox fan. I'm going to look at this as least biased as possible. Yeah. Just the pitching staff. I mean, it was, it was great that they got uh, Italian, obviously, yeah. but it's, it's, it'll just be interesting to see how Severino will come back. You know, 
it'll be interesting to see how the rotation will really perform without, you know, guys like Hap, Tanaka, you know, also Paxton as well. Yeah, I mean, as a Yankee fan, would I love to see them get back? Yes. Do I think it will be easy? No. Um, I think the National League is, is the better league, and I think the World Series goes through L.A. Um, or Atlanta. So do I think mm-hmm. they get back? Right now on paper, they're, they're supposed to, but I think Houston is good. I think Chicago is going to surprise a lot of people. I think Minnesota is going to give people headaches. I think Toronto will give people headaches. And to be honest, I think Boston is going to give people headaches. Are they a playoff team? If if all their pitching has career years, then yes, then they're a playoff right. team. Because that lineup can still hit. I don't care what you've given up. Verdugo, Bogarts, uh, Dahlbeck at first, uh, mm-hmm. Travis can hit, Devers can hit. All those guys can hit. That's a playoff lineup. Uh, exactly. Sale needs to go back to being a top three pitcher. Avaldi uh, needs to figure out what he is, um, but I, I think I think the NL East will probably be the Yankees' division. But there are going to be a lot of people who are who are going to put up a fight. Oh, I completely agree. That, that, that's Oakland one thing. Tampa in the mix, yeah, yeah, one thousand percent. That, that's just one thing, like non-biasedly as possible. Like as a, as a Red Sox fan, how, how I've kind of like summarized like their their season last year is is let's say if your team didn't have your number one and number two pitcher in rotation how would your yeah. pitching be <laughs> kind of like the red sox granted the red sox pitching was the worst in history yeah. uh but uh th- that that brings up a good topic of of who do you think is the most over most overrated and underrated teams uh so going into the 2021 season let's start with the most overrated for which league or, or, or just uh, in general just just in general Overrated, mm-hmm. probably the White Sox because I think they're a little bit too unproven. Um, I agree. Do Do I have them pick to win the Central? Yes, but are they a deep playoff team? You, you can't say that. You You can't mm-hmm. say that they're making it out of the the division series because uh, because you don't know that. Underrated. Um. The Brewers. Um, I was looking oh. at the at the roster a couple weeks ago. I don't think that division is the Cardinals by any means. Mm-hmm. I think on paper they got better with Arenado, but the Brewers have some pieces. Uh, Hira, they signed Colton Wong. They have Woodworth. They have a, a sick back of the bullpen with Williams and Hader. Like, don't count right. the Brewers out. They're very inconsistent year to year, but when they have a good year, they're a playoff team. So I, I think you cannot count the Brewers out, and I still can't pick who I want to win that division so I still haven't decided yeah I agree the, the one thing with the Brewers that like it, it's it's kind of like uh like with the Rockies and the Twins or at least the Twins you know except for last year they always forget to do anything with the pitching staff yeah they're always like oh yeah we'll go all towards offense but like pitching who who really cares about that? Uh, but 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 for me for, for me for the overrated, yeah. um, I was just looking at the Astros roster and they just make me a little bit nervous of the kind of expectations that people have for that team, predominantly just for their rotation. I mean, if you think about it, Verlander's coming back from Tom John, thirty-seven. Granke is thirty-seven, and then the rest of the rotation is pretty much just young guys who are still trying to prove themselves. Fernando Valdez uh, deserved a vote for the Cy Young last year. I'm not sure if you paid too much attention, but he he, he deserved more Cy Young credit than he got because he was really good. But I agree. They are getting up there in age in that rotation. 
Yeah, 100%. And then, and then just in terms of like the hole that, that Springer le- leaves in that lineup, obviously it's not massive, but it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see sort of how that uh, lineup really plays. Obviously they still have Correa, Bregman, they, they got um, Michael Bradley back as well. Um, but just for the underrated, obviously, like you brought up with the Red Sox, but I didn't want to be biased. So I, I thought of uh, the Washington Nationals of a team a who one, yeah. weren't, weren't really that great, um, you know, the year before after they won the World Series, but signed Brad Hand, John Lester, Schwarber, Josh Bell as well. And, you know, I, 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 I think that they're going to surprise a lot of people. Yeah, someone said, um, how are the White Sox unproven with three top 20 pitchers, a great bullpen, and a 2020 AL MVP in a good lineup? I mean, they just haven't done it together. I mean, they have great players, and that's right. and I t- totally agree with you, but it's, it's until you've done it as a team. And they have a new manager in Tony La Russa. It's, a, it, it's, an, it's an unproven team, but they have a bunch of proven guys. And I mean, the, the thing with the pitching staff, the p- thing with the pitching staff is, like, you, you look at Renato Lopez. I, I mean, he's put up, like, three to four of an ERA every single season. You know, you know, you look at, you look at Dylan Cease, you look at all these guys that were really supposed to be these unreal pitchers. Obviously, Julito really did well. Be interesting how Kopech does coming back, but it's just like with the expectations, kind of like you said, unproven. Yeah. With the expectations, they were supposed to be aces. They were supposed to be these unreal top prospects, but yeah. they just haven't shown it. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the White Sox, should win that division if, if everything comes to fruition, but you just never know. Oh yeah. 1000%. I, uh, I, I want to ask you another question in terms of like, just like, who do you think won the off season or who do you think is the most improved team in the off season? Yeah. Uh, we, we can start with that. Um, at, at least my picks are the Mets, the Padres and the Blue Jays, just pretty obvious. Yeah. I mean, I, I think those are good, but teams that, like surprised me. I think the Giants have had a good off season. They went out. They got some pitching. Um, the Nationals had a had a decent off season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Phillies they they bolstered their bullpen. Uh, they got Jose Alvarado from Tampa Bay. He's a really good lefty. Sure. Archie Bradley's really underrated. He didn't get enough appreciation bats back in he Cincinnati. He got like four million dollars too, which was yeah. crazy. He he's another one of those guys who could have gotten a lot a lot more. Um, but I guess the overall winner in terms of having their fan base pay attention to them is the Mets. I mean, the Mets yeah. have won, I guess they seem to have won back their fans, although they get angry every time a big free agent <laughs> doesn't sign with them. I mean, Mets Twitter goes insane when but they get a big free agent. I, that Bauer thing was bad. I mean, listen, if, if Trevor Bauer did that thing with the Red Sox and he signed with the Yankees, I would be livid. And I bet you would do that same thing if, if, the opposite. Trevor Bauer said he was signing with the Yankees and he signed with the Red Sox. Yes and no. I feel like I'd be more livid if it was a different player. Because I, I guess look, yeah, yeah. I think Trevor Bauer is is a new kind of pitcher. He's he figured something out last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that something is because the guy has a four ERA still in his career, and he had a really good season. I think he's a he's had a good season and a half in his career. Right. Just. Just do it for 162 games under the spotlight, and and right. then I'll shut up about them. I don't think Mets fans should be upset. I think their best move of the offseason was Carlos Carrasco, and I 1,000 percent. And I and I hope Mets fans realize this by the time September comes. I think Lindor is great. McCann is interesting. Mm-hmm. Their best move this offseason was Carlos Carrasco, um, because he 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 could legit be a number one pitcher, but they have mm-hmm. the grab. 
So I think I, I think the Mets, yeah, the Mets won the offseason if you want to talk about it in that sense. So interestingly enough, I, I listened to a podcast with Trevor Bauer, and he pretty much explained that, you know, when, when COVID hit, like his gym didn't close. Like it's yeah. his gym. Like, <laughs> so he's, he's, he's like, while everybody, he's like, the reason I got a leg up is because while everybody else stopped working, I didn't. And he's like, that's not my fault. He's like, he's like, I put the work in. He's like, and it showed. But like, it's 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 just the different circumstances. Uh, but I I completely agree with you. Um, you know, I was a little bit upset with the Trevor Bauer signing. It, it obviously makes sense because the guy's from LA. But you know, yeah. it it looked it looked as a Kevin Durant going to the Warriors sort of move to where you're like, really, this team just won the World Series and they're destined to kind of repeat. You're really going to hurt sort of like the competitiveness in the MLB. Yeah, but 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 I I guess but they also gave him the most the oddest contract in baseball history. I mean they 40 gave him, to 45 you know, and then 45 yeah. million dollars. I mean Trevor Bauer is going to be the highest paid player in baseball for 2 years. And if he wins a World Series and can be as good or close to something that he was last year then well deserved. Right. Um but I I don't I, I honestly don't think he's a top 10 pitcher in baseball. Like, I I really don't. Like, I I can, maybe not off the top of my head, but name 10 guys who I'd rather have start on the mound than Trevor Bauer. Yeah, and I see I see what you mean. He 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 just he just got on free agency at the right time. Oh my god. And, and he killed it except for being a little bit of an ass at the end. He 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 did it right. He had the little vlog going. He he did yeah. everything right, but his, apparently his people messed up with the Mets stuff at the end. Yeah, 1000%. Another thing that I wanted to bring up, you know, we just talked about the the most improved team in the offseason. Let's talk about the least improved team. Uh for me, I was looking at these two teams, and, and you know, the, the one thing that I, I get very frustrated about is when teams blatantly don't improve their roster mm-hmm. and just ignore sort of, uh, you know, thinking about the future. So yeah. in terms of, of that, it's my, my first team is the Rockies, mainly because they, they lost David Hall, like we talked about. Not a massive loss, but yeah. they didn't do anything to improve their roster. No. And they did not extend Trevor Story, which he's going to be a free agent next season. Yeah. And and then and then the other team is the Angels to where, you know, you, you hear the new GM. He's an Angels fan. He's talking about how all he wants to do is improve the team, bring them back to the playoffs. And, you know, the moves that they made were good in, in reality, but just not what they should have done to get over the hump to get into the playoffs. You know, signed Jose Quintana, traded for Alex Cobb. Yeah, that's going to be bolstering in your rotation. <laughs> uh, you trade for um, Iglesias uh, from the Reds, the closer. So I really like that. Signed Jose Iglesias. He played very well for the Orioles last year, but it's not like you had so many other shortstop options on the market. And then when you look at the, just their bench depth, and I don't know, I just looked at that team, and it continues to infuriate me that they have the greatest player on the planet, and yeah. they're not helping them out whatsoever. Yeah, Um I I 100% agree with you on the Angels. I I, I will go to other places. Um, I thought the Braves could have done a little more. I know yeah. that's crazy to say, but they made they made the first splash of the offseason with Morton, which I thought was good. Um, and then they mm-hmm. re-signed Ozuna, but otherwise they've been uh, relatively quiet. And I think the Twins as well. Um, I know they have I Donaldson, agree. but I think they could always use more starting pitching. And I think Paxton could have fit on 
any of the 30 teams. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like, again, it's easy for us to say, oh, why didn't someone offer him $10 million instead of 8.5? They couldn't, they couldn't have spent more money. Right. I mean, who knows what contract negotiations are like, but it, I, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when people called Paxton and, and what the deal breaker was there or. Yeah. 1000%. Just, I, I'm just I, curious. I, I think it might've been the injury stuff. That, that's yeah. the only thing that comes to my mind. But it's it's something where like I don't know if as as like a Yankees fan I mean our teams have so much money and it's something where when you see other teams outsmart us like with having these minuscule deals for these like like we talked about perfect example David DeHaul, three million dollars yeah like he he's he's a in his prime he, he's a ten million dollar or fifteen million dollar kind of outfielder and he I, could I be. just and 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 just like with those kinds of deals where you see like two million dollars like just for a guy who 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 you know is better than that. I, yeah. I don't know about you, but when I see those notifications, it infuriates me. I mean, I saw Jay Bruce yesterday, and I was like, wow, Jay Bruce is going <laughs> to be a Yankee? I was just like, it just went Minor league like, deal. Like, like, I don't think about it. It's like, so weird. But it's like, oh, you know what? That's, that, 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 that's interesting. I, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, I mean, that's like the, my reaction with yeah. Marlon, Marlon Gonzalez. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I think that's a great move. I mean. I agree. Pedroia just retired. They're going to have to yep. figure out a way to re- to replace him. Although he ha- really hasn't played in a couple years, mm-hmm. um, but I I think Marwin Gonzalez is another one of those guys who could have gone to a lot of different teams. The, what the Red Sox have done in these last like year or two reminds me a lot of what the Yankees did when they traded you know Chapman, when they traded Miller, yeah. you know, when they made all those deals. And and a lot of people forget that uh, you know when they when they traded uh, for Chapman, they got Glaber Torres. <laughs> Yep, and you know it, it's it's just so interesting when you look back on those deals and you're just like, wait, that guy was in that kind of deal. I, I always yeah. go back to the Glasnow and uh, Meadows deal for Chris that Archer. was probably the worst trade in baseball. That has to be one of the worst trades in the past ten years because now all three of those guys involved <laughs> in that trade are back on Tampa Bay. Oh, I mean God. Archer is, is array again. It's hilarious. It's absolutely ridiculous i um i i had a call with a kid who was an intern um for, for baseball operations uh with the rays like when they made that deal and he's and he told me his reaction like of like the whole front office when when they got that like text back or whatever they're like no way is this real like are they serious <laughs> right now <laughs> i mean archer was supposed to be a really good pitcher and i, 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 I don't exactly know what happened but he he completely imploded um, and maybe he'll find it again. I mean, he's supposed to be the Rays' number two starter going into the regular season. I mean, mm-hmm. I hope he finds it again because he, he could be really good. The, the Rays are a team uh, that I, I always look at it, and that's why I, I, I'm in love with Heim Bloom. And mm-hmm. I'm so happy that the Red Sox actually used their brain and hired him. And uh, because, I mean, the Rays are the smartest baseball team in yeah. – the entire like they they when you have a team that has a sixty million dollar salary and they're a top three team you know a top five team in the last three years and have a top three farm system in the MLB yep. you can't get anything better no, than that you, you can't and what did you think of the of the Benintendi trade because I think the Mets won that trade and at first I didn't even know they were in the trade um, because I really like the outfielder they got. Franchi Cordero is is interesting. I never imagined him as like you know a a big time outfielder. But what did you think right. of Ben Benintendi trade? So it's something where with with that kind of trade, I looked at it as Heim Bloom 
sort of surveyed his options and thought, you know, I can either trade Benintendi either during the trade deadline, yeah. hoping that he builds his value up. But even then, you know, you, you have a, a season and a half with Benintendi, who you don't know is going to sustain his productivity yeah. and or his production value. And it's, it's something where I looked at it as you want to get the most value that you could possible for him. Because let's yeah. say he sucked and they try to trade him at the trade deadline. They wouldn't be able to get chips for him. And then people would be yelling at uh, Heim Bloom for not trading him earlier. And yeah. it's, it's, it's something where they got five players. And they you, did. Can't, you, you can't grade the deal until those players that were named later are named. Because yeah. who knows? I, I, like I two totally of those agree. guys and Cordero could be drastically better than Benintendi and it could be looked at the, at the smartest as the smartest deal like in years who knows like I, I mean that's just me obviously being biased but <laughs> believe me when, when I saw when I saw that the deal was actually going down it was I fun believe I it. was like this is really creative and there's probably a player in there too who we don't know yet and I, th I think you're probably right um who ends up winning that deal so I, I, I found it fascinating the one thing with the one thing with Cordero and Hunter Renfro that I I get this in my mind of trying to um, you know understand these deals with guys that are so blatantly like Adam Dunn to where they hit for so much power but you know when they need to make contact it just won't happen and yeah. it's it's something where I I have in my mind that the Red Sox have a plan for both of these players with Alex Cora with the hitting coach. Because yeah. you know how you know how analytically driven they are. Same with the Yankees. The Yankees are are very good at like switching people to yeah. being very good hitter, hitters. Nick Swisher, Aaron Hicks are very good examples. But I I I just have a feeling that Cordero and Renfro are going to drastically surprise people. Yeah. And once they get their averages up and they're hitting freaking thirty five home runs a season, I, I mean, what can you ask for? Yeah, I mean the. Jay Bruce sort of reminds me of when the Yankees got Abanias eight, nine years ago in 2012, mm -hmm. uh, and he had those crazy home runs in the postseason. I mean, Bruce could be like that. I don't know if Cordero has that much power. I know Renfro does. Um, when he yep. was traded from San Diego to, to, to Tampa Bay, he, he could have hit 30 home runs. But I, mm -hmm. I think it's a great roll of the dice. And and who knows? And Benintendi could go to Kansas City and, and hit 30 home runs, and Red Sox fans get very, very sad. Yeah, or he just never lives up to what he's supposed to be. But I think Kansas City is going to be good. I know it's a different topic, but I think Kansas Michael City is going to surprise a lot of people. I got Michael Taylor, Mike Miner. I forget who else. But oh, uh, also Carlos Santana. Santana. Really good underrated pickups. Yeah, a hundred percent. But it, it's it's something where with the Ben Benintendi deal, I just thought about it in my mind. It's not like the Royals are going to extend him like after next season because he's a free agent in twenty twenty two. So I mean, I don't think that they're going to have the money. I mean, or maybe it, like a two-year deal or something. I don't know. It depends how well he does. If he mm -hmm. comes back and he hits, he could he could get a, a Carlos Santana type of two-year, seventeen, eighteen million dollar deal. If right. he doesn't, he'll get a David Dahl or a Albert Almora type of thing, and he'll try to probably be a third or fourth outfielder somewhere. Yeah, one thousand percent. I wanted to uh, get your take on uh, the free agents um, that are left so far. Um, just just looking at it, we got Jackie Bradley Jr. We got Taiwan Walker, Jake Odorizzi, uh, Rick Porcello, and interesting name, 
that and it's a name that I always I keep on forgetting he's even in the damn league. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Yasiel Puig. Yeah, yeah. When's the last time you've heard that name? Yeah, it's uh, been about two years. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, but let's start with uh, JBJ. Uh, where where do you think that he's going to sign? I thought he was going to sign weeks ago. Um, Me too. But I guess we go back to the Angels, and I guess you could take any of the guys you just men- mentioned and put them with the Angels, and I think it would make them mm-hmm. a better team. Um, I don't exactly know. I, I figure what the Angels' outfield situation is. But I think JBJ would be great there. Maybe with the Mets still. I mean, I, I feel like mm-hmm. JBJ might just end up with a team that's maybe not contending right now when he gets a one-year, $10, million, $11 million deal. Maybe he gets traded at the deadline. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, because I thought he could have gotten a three- or four-year deal. Or, right. I don't know, honestly, because he just confuses me a lot, and we're three days away from the opening of, of spring training. So I keep on forgetting that. Yeah, uh, my 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 thinking was uh was the Astros just because yeah. the whole with with Springer. Um, the Mets is a good one. Um, one other one that came to my mind is the Marlins because they were really looking at Benintendi as well. Uh, yeah. but he, if you ask me as a Red Sox fan, because because you know so many guys uh after Benintendi left, they're like, oh, bring JBJ back. No, we like I'll always vouch for the guy. He is the he is the best defensive outfielder in the MLB hands down and and if you like Kevin Kiermaier I get it Pilar I get but like the catches that JBJ makes are just he's unreal he's really good his bat sucks and as a Red Sox fan I mean listen he was unreal in the 2018 World Series or uh, playoffs but I've I've been hearing ever since he got called up in like 2014-2015 JBJ's fixing his swing this offseason JBJ's going down to AAA to fix his swing he has a yeah. brand new hitting approach. I hear it every single season, and he hits the same exact way. Yeah. I think it needs a change of scenery. Um, yeah. So he'll probably end up somewhere for one year, and, and hopefully he can prove himself and, and see what happens. Yeah, I completely agree. What do you, what do you think about uh, Taiwan Walker? I'm, I'm, I'm either thinking uh, the Phillies or the Angels. I thought he's going to go back to Toronto. I was, I, I, I was sort of surprised. I could see that. I think the Mets, um, I, I think the Mets mm-hmm. may get, I know we're going to talk about Odorizzi in a second, but I could see the Mets getting Odorizzi or or, uh, or Walker. I thought they were going to be in on Paxton as well, mm-hmm. but the Angels are a good one. I think the Braves maybe as well. Um, I think the Nationals could as well. I know their rotation is already stacked, but I, I think there are a lot of teams that could be in on those guys, but I, I think the Mets are the first team that comes to mind. And then we can we can kind of we can put uh, Odorizzi and Porcello kind of in the same boat because it's just, it's just kind of pitcher needy sort of teams. But uh, at least just for Porcello, I don't think he's going to get a a major deal. So I was no. thinking more towards the Athletics. Uh, I saw yeah. somebody say one year, uh, three million dollars to like five million dollars from the Athletics for Porcello, um, and then Odorizzi, either Cardinals or Mets, like you said. The Cardinals are a good idea. That, that's mm-hmm. a good one. Or maybe the Reds. I don't exactly know what the the Reds have planned because Luis Castillo team. was almost traded, or at least from Yankee Twitter, he was traded. Um, the Yankees fans I traded him that. at one point, uh, or traded for him at one point. I remember <laughs> that. Yeah, they're an interesting team. They could probably use another pitcher. So, and then uh, uh, Puig. What do you think of Puig's going? 
I mean, he's a fourth outfielder at this point. He hasn't played it since for a while. I and I think that's crazy too, because I I don't know if you remember how much hype he like. I spent ten dollars on his freaking rookie card of Allen and <laughs> Ginter because I thought he was the next Cuban like sensation. Yeah, he still could be. I mean, the guy has power and he's exciting right. to watch. He just needs a place to play, and mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of teams are are scared to take a risk on him. He probably gets a probably gets a, a minor league deal at this point because I don't. Right. Uh, unless there's a, a team that will let him start. But I, mm-hmm. I think he just gets an invite to spring training at some point, and hopefully it happens in the next couple of days. The Red Sox were an interesting team. And also the Yankees got brought up in rumors mm-hmm. for him too. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see him as a Yankee. I was like, that 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 makes no sense the way he acts. I'm just like, he's not. Seriously. It made no sense. Same with the Red Sox, too. I, I don't really see the Red Sox doing too much more. Uh, but, you know, it's it's going to be really interesting to see sort of what happens this next season, especially especially with fans. Um, yeah. I, I think that's, that's going to play a big part, um, especially just from, like, what you heard from, like, players of just, like, the motivation and, right. and, and you know, obviously um, just kind of, like, the energy that the fans bring to, to the field and stuff. I want to get back to the ballpark. I mean, I think they're allowing 10% capacity in arenas and stadiums starting February 23rd. So when I'm done with school for the year, if I can go to a Yankee game this summer and be safe, absolutely. Yeah, 1,000%. Lastly, I just wanted to get your take sort of like what what your expectations for the Yankees were, and then I'll just give my expectations for the Red Sox. Awesome. Just our our sort of biased opinion um, (laughs) of of our favorite teams. Biased opinion? Well, m- my biased opinion is I hope they win the World Series. My right. my my baseball analytics cap opinion is I think the World Series is won by a National League team. Um, mm-hmm. I think the National League is, is is the better league at this point. I think the Yankees definitely are the best team in the American League right now, and and we'll see what happens. But they've been supposedly the best team in the American League for a couple of years, and, and they haven't done it. And I think their pitching has grown even more and more questionable, although I really like uh, Tyon and Severino coming back will be good. But right. I think I think the World Series goes through the NL. Yeah, I thank God that uh, that the All-Star game doesn't determine which team yeah. is home <laughs> or away anymore. Uh, but it's it's something as a Red Sox fan, look, looking at the Yankees, you know, quite honestly, obviously most of the time, like I'm supposed to hate the Yankees. And like, obviously, when people do say that they're a Yankees fan or they try to say crap about the Red Sox, you know, I do sort of get that fiery Red Sox passion like in it. me. But uh, <laughs> but, it, but it's, it's, it's something where like, as just like a baseball fan, I felt bad for the team because, yeah. you, you know, they were so destined with, with that just on paper kind of like you said you know yeah. they're the best team out of the al and yeah. you know you just look at how many players that were just so so uh so important to that team got injured yeah. and obviously how they how they really bro- broke the record for the amount of guys that were injured um yeah. but it, it's 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 something where i i think i think you're 1000 percent right um i won't be surprised um if, if they make it very close uh in the world series I think we could see a Yankees um, Dodgers World Series, um, which you know wouldn't be very exciting in terms of just uh, surprise factor. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm hope I'm obviously hoping my Red Sox um, you know bounce back. I, I honestly look at this Red Sox team very um, reminds me a lot of the 2013 Red Sox team, 
just in terms of sort of like the expectations that the lack of expectations that yeah. that people really have on this team. Uh, I, th- I think that their pitching is going to surprise a lot of people. I think that the Audovino trade was a huge boost yeah, for their was, uh, bullpen. Random. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I, saw, I saw that happen at work, and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Now, I don't know if you saw Jared Carabas goes, are you in the Yankees friends with benefits now? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm boom. It's like, I'm just like, he's like, no comment on that. Um, <laughs> but I could see the Red Sox quite honestly, either, either uh, vying for that second or third place uh, in the AL, in the yeah. AL East, um, which yeah, I mean, the Blue Jays will 1000% um, same with the Rays. They'll put up a fight for it. But I, I think that they're, offense uh was massively lacking last year those yeah. guys like jd uh you know devers didn't have that great of a year either um and i i think i don't know if you look at this the same but i think the red sox are the most versatile team in the major leagues just in terms of how many guys can play how many different places i think i think a lot of teams are built like that and and to be honest going back to like feeling bad for the team like it it hurt to see how bad the Red Sox pitching was because I look forward to watching oh, these Red Sox games and they're just like, like this sucks because like <laughs> it wasn't even fun. I'm like, what? like, no. like who's pitching? Like, why is it twelve to three? Like, like why? Like it, it, it just didn't feel right. And I was like, can we just get no. back to this 0-4 Yankees Red Sox, please? Right. Like that, or or even like the uh, the Joe Kelly. Bro, that, yeah. that brought it right back. That brought the r- rivalry right back. And there's times, anytime I watch that video of Tyler Austin slamming his bat, I, you know, yeah, I just start it, swearing at him. I'm like, screw you, Tyler Austin. <laughs> like, like, just run to first base. Like, don't be a bitch. Like, <laughs> no, it, I missed the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry. And baseball is better when both of those teams are good. And I hope they're both good again at some point. Or I hope Boston is. So. I completely agree. I, I went up I went up uh, and, w- and watched the Red Sox at a bar, um, like r- right outside of Fenway. And, you know, they were winning 8 nothing, And then, uh, you know, it got up to 6. Yeah. Then, like, I said to my friend, I'm like, we're just driving home. The Red Sox are going to lose this game at, at some point. And it, it, obviously, as a fan, it sucked at that point. Like, to, yeah. to, to where, like, you didn't even want to watch the team. And you were just hoping that they lost so then you would get the number one <laughs> pick. Yeah, but no, you – but they ended up finishing the season strong. Um, right. I think they, they they were like I think twenty four and thirty six. I thought they were going to be a lot worse, but we'll see. Yeah, one thousand percent. Well, Justin, I uh, really appreciate you taking the time to talk some baseball with me. Yeah, man. definitely got to get you. Uh, definitely got to get you on uh, my podcast. Yeah, one thousand percent. I'm uh, I'm starting starting a radio show um, mm-hmm. at, at my college um, next week. Um, so definitely got to schedule you in there sometime soon. Sweet, man. I look forward to it. Let's keep in touch. 100%. Definitely do. Have a good night, man. Yeah, you too. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.